What if you could have your dream life through this business with midterm rentals? And I'm not talking about nurses. I'm not talking about insurance claims. I'm not talking about business travelers. Amanda Williams is here to talk about that one exit strategy that has given her complete freedom to travel the world here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. If you are serious about building your short-term rental business to $10,000, $20,000, maybe even $30,000 a month or more, you have come to the right place. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast, where we teach you all things short-term rentals. The best guests, the best tools, the best strategies. There are so many investing paths out there. It can be seriously overwhelming to start out as a new investor, but take it from me, short-term rentals is the best and the quickest way to build your cash flow. So buckle up, listen in, and get ready to conquer the world of short-term rentals. Here we go. Hey team fearless, I just want to take a quick break from this podcast to talk about funding your furnishings. If you're listening to the Fearless Investor podcast, then you probably want to do the Airbnb arbitrage model. Reason being, it's a low barrier of entry, right? $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 to buy furniture with someone else's property. And sure, you can use your own bank account or you can raise the money at a low interest rate from a friend or family member. But wouldn't you rather get that money at 0% interest, aka free money? That's what my friends at Pathway Financial can do for you. Pathway Financial helps people like you get 0% interest credit cards so you don't have to have the financial stress of putting down a ton of money up front for your deals. Think about that for a second. How many arbitrage deals could you do if money was not a concern? Well, that could be the exact possibility with Pathway Financial's help. Get a free quote from them today. Go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash pathway financial to find out how much you can get pre-approved for right now. And don't worry, it won't have any impact on your credit score because it's a soft inquiry. So go once again to fearlesskyle.com forward slash pathway financial and get that free quote. Hey, Fearless community, before we get the show started, I want to let you know that you now have the chance to get direct access to me in order to grow and strengthen your short-term rental business. How? The Six Figure Formula Membership. I'm the only one in this space offering this value-packed membership for a stupid, stupid low price of $49 per month, and you get access to me, my podcast guests, you get to be a part of our amazing private community, you get our full A to Z business in a box STR kickstart course, and maybe most exciting, especially for me, you get exclusive discounts that we worked for months to get that no one else is getting out there. Price Labs, AirDNA, NoiseAware, HostAway, and so many more at your fingertips. So become a part of this 6FF movement. Get started today for just $49 a month at fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. Hey, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. This is the second interview that we're releasing from Cabo. Amanda Williams was in our mastermind and she has a awesome, awesome story to share along with a very cool exit strategy that is helping her and her own realtor group to be able to niche down and really find a way to create complete freedom in this business and with very little operations. When we talk about midterm rentals, right, we talk a lot about the excitement of you put someone in that property and, you know, 30, 60, 90, maybe even 180 days, maybe even for a year, you don't have to worry about turnovers and all that good stuff. 
you just put them in and you forget about it. Well, Amanda Williams is doing that, but she's doing it through relocation specialists, which I'm not going to completely go into right now. I'm going to let her give all the details for it. But just in case you aren't a part of any of our communities, there's one for free and one that's paid. Airbnb Masterminds on Facebook is our free community. Go check it out. And if you are not a part of our paid community, it's only $49 a month. That's over at fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. You can learn everything about it right there. Now let's get to it right now with Amanda Williams here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. All right. So uh, one of three Amanda Williams here in Cabo. Yes, I'm very popular here. <laughs> Obviously, everyone is now jumping in this podcast like, wait, what are you talking about? We just had a really weird situation as Amanda's getting checked in to actually get checked in because there's so many different, apparently, Amanda Williams, even just in, in Cabo at the Hyatt. So. Yes. <laughs> Either yeah. way, I'm glad I have the right Amanda Williams here. Welcome in. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Super excited to speak at your event. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome time. And, and I'm really looking forward to all the students here, like, learning about relocation specialists, which is what we're going to really dive into. But before we do, we're going to dive into your story. And even before that, I need to know you've been doing short-term rentals and mid-term rentals for a while. What's the craziest story that you have for our audience? So craziest story is I hosted a professional scam artist. Oh, that's I, when you said professional, I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting. Like athlete, Actress, no, scam artist, perfect. Scam artist, Wonderful. scam artist. So we do 30-day stays. Yeah. Um, so I do all of my contracts for 30 days because that's our regulations in North Carolina. 30 days or less is considered a short-term rental. So literally this person checks in, she has cash supposedly, she paid us a little bit cash and then she did a check which bounced. Then she did a wire transfer, but she messed up just a couple of things on the wire so it didn't go through. Right. Then she did it again, didn't go through again. So it was now 30 days in and her lease is expiring. I'm like, I'm obviously not writing another lease because she hasn't paid us for the first 30 yeah, days. It's duh, continuing. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, she went under contract on a $1.2 million home and her um, earnest money uh, check is now Balanced doing this as well. As well. Yeah, like, yeah, what a shock. Total professional. So ended up, I did a lot of research, found out that she had done this plenty of times in the past. Wow. And I was really, really lucky because I do the 30-day contracts. So I was able to have her out of our house within three days. Good job. See, okay, so bad case turned into like a not so horrible situation. Not horrible, but if I had done a 60-day lease or if she had been in my property for 31 days, it would have been different. Rights. Yeah. Yes, it would have taken me 10 to 12 weeks to get her out. Oh my gosh, and lawyers and everything involved. Fun, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to go through that. Nope. Good job, way to do the research. <laughs> Great way to start off this podcast by scaring everyone away from midterm rentals. <laughs> Sorry, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about your story, though. We were just sitting here really getting to know each other, and it's crazy how similar our story is, but I, I want to give you an opportunity to just kind of share what was life like before short-term rentals, what brought you into it? And uh, and just give us that journey. Yeah, so I've been investing in real estate. Well, I started investing in 2007, 2008, lost all my money. <laughs> and then I got back in in 2009, 2010 as a private okay. money lender. Ended up buying my first long-term rental in 2012 and then got my real estate license 2013. So then that really propelled me with investing and I was doing a lot of flipping and owner financing and just creative real estate. And so not, not to interrupt you really quick yeah. here, but a lot of people, you know, 2007, 2008, make a bunch of money, lose it all in 2009, and they're like, I'm out. What, what, what kept you in? Well, I was making really good money in the crash. The business that I was in just skyrocketed, and 2009 was our best year. 
So I wow. had a girlfriend that was flipping houses. I was living in California at the time and she was doing a really good job. And so I had money. And so I gave her money and just got my little 10% return and I was happy with my passive income. Heck yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, keep going yeah. with your story. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, 2013, I, I actually moved from California back to North Carolina and uh, got my real estate license and then really got involved in real estate at that point with flipping, buying a lot of properties on owner finance terms. I really thought that I needed to have a portfolio of 200 long-term rentals in order to retire. So that was my goal. Why that number? Uh, just the, when you do the numbers on it, yeah. it's like, okay, this is the numbers that I need to, in order to retire by the time I'm 40, which was my goal. And I turned 40 this year, actually. November. Congratulations. So I'm excited. <laughs> uh, everything's working out as planned, so that's nice. Uh, but I didn't get those 200 rental properties. The, everything changed. And in 2018, my dad got cancer. Yeah. And uh, we ended up taking him down to Mexico and put our house on Airbnb. And so that turned into an entire business from that. What happened when you put that house on Airbnb? What was like that? Like, because I'm assuming, you know, you put it on Airbnb because you just wanted to sit and collect dust and yeah. maybe make a few bucks to offset the mortgage. But was there like a certain moment where you were like, whoa, this is like a viable business? Yeah, so the first two weeks we made enough to pay our mortgage and pay for our condo in Mexico. Wow. For the whole month. <laughs> wow. Just two yeah, weeks. That's just amazing. two weeks worth. Mm -hmm. And so from that point forward, we were flipping. And so we said, okay, we're not going to sell these properties. We're going to keep them. We're going to refinance them. We're going to put them into our Airbnb business because now we're in an Airbnb business. And so that's really what got us in. And so um, we travel a lot anyway. And so we, whenever we were traveling, we would put our house on into our portfolio. And then we had all of our other properties in there too. And so going from one to many, what was that transition? Like, did you actually think to yourself, oh, I'm gonna have a bunch in my portfolio or do you just say, oh cool, this one is making me amazing money? Well, when I see that one thing's working really well, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm onto something. Let's do yeah. it again, let's do it again. So with, oh gosh, I think the first 12 months, we had worked up to 15 properties wow. in our first 12 months. And not owning, I'm assuming. So we owned five. Wow. And then we did the rent to rent, the, which we call the yeah. arbitrage, uh, rental arbitrage. We did that on some more. And actually the first 12 months, all we were doing is we owned the five and then we arbitraged 10. And that was our numbers for the first 12 months. That's amazing. And how did you learn all about that? Did you go and get a course or did you just figure it out on your own? How did that happen? So I used to run the uh, Women's Investment Club of Raleigh, North Carolina. And the president of the club was telling me after he saw that I was in Mexico with my dad and we had put our property on Airbnb. And then I had posted something in my group about, hey, you know, I'm going to buy this other property. I just kept buying stuff and turning our flips into Airbnbs. And he's like, hey, there's this guy that's like uh, speaking at the club. I know you're not in town, but he's doing this thing where he just rents the property and then he turns around and re-rents it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's really smart. So like the next day I was at a closing and I saw a for rent sign at a little house across the street from where I was closing. Okay. And I just called the lady and I was just like, hey, I want to rent. It was terrible. I like, don't use this. But I was like, hey, I want to rent your property from you because I have clients that come into town. I'm yeah. a real estate professional. I own a brokerage. And um, I would like for them to stay at your property while we're out house shopping. And she's like, 
that's so smart, this older lady. <laughs> and that was like the beginning of it. Nice. And it just kept going. And obviously we learned a lot over the years because we got a lot of no's after that. Yeah. But my very first, on one, the first one, we got a yes. Yeah. Wow. Do you think if you would have got that yes or had not have got that yes, that you would have kept on trying? I think I would have dug in more and maybe bought a course. Okay. Um, I didn't end up buying a course. Wow. And so I, if I had gotten some no's, I think I would have been like, no, I need to learn more about this. But I think it, it just kind of flowed. It just fell in mind for us. That's awesome. So today, where is your portfolio? How many do you have? How many do you own? How many do you arbitrage? Give me the numbers. Yeah. So at this point, we own three. We have, I think, 12 under arbitrage right now. Okay. And then the other ones are all marketed. So I have a business partner that helps me run this business. And he's really good at getting the properties and, and managing them. He runs the whole back end to our business. What do you mean by getting them marketed? What, what does that mean? Yeah, so we're doing all of the marketing. So we'll partner with you. You're the landlord. You're the owner of the property. Oh, so co-hosting. It's co-hosting. Okay. We, I call it marketing because okay. I do own a real estate firm. And I do not have an escrow account, nor do Got I it. want one. And I don't take security deposits. So I, I do everything between the guest and the owner of the property. We do not touch money. Mm. I am not a property manager. Got it. Okay. Very smart. Let's talk about that for a second because yeah. I'm in California. A lot of people want to do co-hosting. There's a lot of gray areas slash about to be black and white because there's a lot of rules that are like starting to come down about short-term rentals and how to manage them, especially for other people. So mm -hmm. what are the key things that if, if, I'm listening to this right now and I don't have the money to buy or maybe even arbitrage, but I want to go manage for someone and I don't want to get in trouble with quote unquote becoming a property manager. How would I do that? Yeah. Okay. I'm not giving legal advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you established that. <laughs> However, what I do in my personal business is uh, we, we do the contracts. So between the tenant and the landlord, mm -hmm. we, we do all that. We send it out DocuSign. They both sign. We don't sign any of that the tenant or the guest pays the homeowner directly. And then we invoice the homeowner based on whatever that total rental amount is for the month. We do monthly rentals. Right. It's not like a vacation. Yeah, rental you, thing. you don't do any short-term rentals, right? Not really. Like yeah. if I have a property that's available for a few weeks in between yeah. a check-in, check-out, I'll throw it on Airbnb. Yeah. But other than that, I don't mess with Airbnb. <laughs> I'd rather just do my 30-day stays. Do you feel like that was a natural progression for you being a realtor? It really was because the very first one that we talked to, you know, with the very first arbitrage property, that was kind of, that was my pitch. Cause yeah. I was like, well, this makes sense. So I'm going to say this. And then it just kind of flowed. That's what the universe does. When Absolutely. we, when we talk about something, all of a sudden, like the dominoes fall into effect and then like, boom, you're doing it. Right. So, um, it, it just naturally progressed into that. But there was a time when we had the 15 properties, we were only on Airbnb only. Wow. And then uh, we were starting to brand ourselves and do all of that. We had our own website. And then that's when COVID hit. Mm. And when COVID hit, obviously, we all went empty for 48 hours, a good 48 hours. Yep. And we had a little freak out session. And so I went on to uh, social media and I just started posting, you know, hey, come quarantine with us type of stuff. Cool. So I attracted some people from New York. So my properties are in North Carolina. And they were threatening to shut the borders down for mm. New York. No one in New York could get out. Wow. So I was marketing directly to New York and I was bringing them down saying, come quarantine with us, get yeah, out yeah. of your tiny apartment. So Don't get stuck in New York. Yeah, like yeah. we got this family, um, they had three little girls that were all in school, Zoom school. 
And they, both of the parents worked online. So they were both on Zoom themselves and they were literally living in a little apartment in New York City. And so coming into North Carolina, they rented one of our three bedroom, two bath homes with a fenced in yard, two living rooms, huge area. Like they have four acres of land mm. to go play with no mask on, you know? Yeah. And that was the beginning of it. Would you say COVID actually ended up being a positive for your business? Super positive, yes. It completely changed our business. It made me really start branding our business and not being with an, a company like Airbnb that yeah. can literally pull the rug out from underneath you at any moment. And I learned that the hard way too. Yeah. I do not have an Airbnb account right now. Wow, really? Yes. So not even if you, okay, let me give you an example. <laughs> if I have a midterm rental of relocation, right? And let's just say it ends September 1st, and then my next contract starts September 15th, you're not even gonna market it for the 14 days on Airbnb? We do market it. Okay. So we market it in my partner's um, name on Airbnb. I got kicked off Airbnb. Oh, you got, okay, so your partner has one. Got That's it. That's what I'm saying, Airbnb can pull the rug at any moment. So how did you get kicked off Airbnb? They will not tell me. I had a 4.86 <laughs> star rating, over a thousand reviews, over 15 properties hosted. They will not tell me. I tried for a year and a half to get my account back and I could not get my account back. It was, we'll, we'll call you in 36 hours. We'll call you in 36 hours. Oh my gosh. No calls, no answers. So finally, I'm just gonna go here in Mexico and get another phone number so I can have another Airbnb account with that. Wow. Because I need it for my own personal travel. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We had at one point $50,000 being withheld from us and they wouldn't tell us why, nor did any customer service rep know why. Like, and you know, I'll be honest, I wouldn't have a business. I don't think you would have a business if it wasn't for Airbnb. So right. I'm really appreciative, but also get your shit together. Like, yes. what are we doing here that we can't even help some of the most top end hosts in this in this entire platform to make sure that their their checks are clearing? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a call to Brian Chesky right here. Yeah, <laughs> and that exactly. And that's why I preach now. I'm like, look, yeah. you've got to brand yourself. Yeah. You've got to have your own direct booking site. Like this is really, really important because you could be doing everything right. And then all of a sudden tomorrow you don't out, have business. Yeah. All right, listen up. If you are not using Price Labs, you are literally throwing money in the trash. Dynamic pricing is a must in our industry. If you don't know what that is, dynamic pricing is just a fancy term for supply and demand pricing. When demand is high, Price Labs will get you high price bookings. And when demand is low, it will fill up your calendar while the competition overprices themselves and leaves everything vacant. I was dumb in the beginning of my short-term rental journey. I thought I could do it all without Price Labs. So one day I just said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to try this thing out. And immediately my income went up 15 to 20% on my listings. I really was kicking myself. I should have been using this from the beginning. So don't make the same mistake as me. Get started with your free 30-day trial at fearlesskyle.com forward slash price labs. Or even better, how about getting 25% off your first six months as a thank you for being a part of the STR six-figure formula membership. That's right. Go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF to become a member and claim that discount today. So sell me outside of that, outside of potentially losing my business, what are the upsides uh give me like one deal from a numbers perspective that you do as a midterm rental and what those numbers look like especially from an arbitrage perspective okay so i actually my best i'll tell you my best one of right? course you got gotcha. um so it is actually the rental property that i bought back in 2012. okay and my mortgage on that house is 575 dollars <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you'll never probably get that again. But I was renting that property for $1,100 per month. Okay. I could probably get $1,200 per month. In this market, I could maybe get $1,700, $1,800 a month for that house. But I just had a insurance claim client in there for $5,500 a month. Nice. And they just moved out and I just rebooked it for $3,800 a month to a relocation client. Wow. And they're in there for three months. So that's just an example of like where you're normally getting, you know, say $1,700, $1,800 a yep. month. You're literally getting double that a month and, and, and so, you're 100% occupied. So go through all your expenses on that though. You got a $575 mortgage. You got how much yep. utilities? What about the, because you, you live in Cabo, which I want to go a little bit more into that. You live in Cabo and, and your team manages from North Carolina. So give me the real raw, like what is the full in expenses of that one property so I can know what the actual net is? Yeah. So when I added everything up, it was about $1,100 a month. Okay. And that's insurance, that's taxes, that's utilities. So this $3,800 one, you're making $2,700 a month. That $5,500 one, you're making $4,400. Yeah. And it's four acres of land. So then we bought a little um, tiny home log cabin and put that out there. We paid $75,000 for that. We owner financed that. And that's bringing in $2,000 a month. Okay. You owner finance a log cabin that was, you said built? It's a tiny home. Okay, so it's tiny on home. wheels. Okay. Okay. You can't tell because it looks like it's on the foundation now. How do you owner finance a tiny home? Is that with the actual tiny home company? No. So um, You're so excited to tell this story. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> so some guy bought it and he was going to put it at his lake or something. I don't okay. know. And the HOA said that he couldn't have it. So there's like a year or two year wait on these tiny homes that are being built. Yeah. They're Green River log cabins. They're like the top of the line log cabins. 420 square foot. And so he bought it, he couldn't have it. So then he had it on Craigslist and he had it for sale, you know, for $75,000. And so of course, you know, yeah, we could do that, but I would rather owner finance it. Yeah. So we gave him $10,000 and then we financed the rest of it for six months because we were, we were selling, we had a duplex at the time that we okay. were selling. So we sold the duplex, paid him off. Nice. And now we have a fully paid off log cabin that's literally bringing in $2,000 a month. We're using the same, um, so I plugged in to all of my utilities for the house. So now I just have the one utility bill and then I just have two, two different Wi-Fi bills. So correct me if I'm wrong here, you have a $575 mortgage, four acres, two properties. And if you're making $2,000, then now we're taking this to like 4,700 to 50, to $6,500 a month of net income in your, in your pocket. Well, the cabin is 2,000 and then um, the house, yeah, depending on if I'm renting it to yeah, an insurance Right, yeah, the $5,500 one. Yeah. I think I'm doing the math right here. Yeah, 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 I guess you are. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, that's one property that's more than a lot of people will make in their full-time job exactly. all year. All right, so I want to I dive into the team right now, and then I want to dive into relocation specialists because I feel like that's a popular thing that's going to come about here pretty soon. But uh, you live in Cabo, first of all. Uh, why Cabo? And second of all, how is your team running this for you while you kick it on the beach. <laughs> I wish I had more time to kick it on the beach, honestly. <laughs> I'm like three different businesses here. Um, so yeah, so I have a business partner who's amazing and he runs the back end of everything. Okay. So he's the one and he, he's actually here in Cabo with me a lot of the times. And so he's the one that manages all of the check-ins, check-outs, the cleaning, everything that goes into it. We've hired his brother. Nice. Um, so his brother does our maintenance and anything that we need, you know, emergencies come up. 
We've hired my mom who does all of our laundry because laundry is <laughs> a big thing, you know, like yeah. you're cleaning people who are not going to do all your laundry most yeah. of the time. Uh, we've also got, let's see, we've got him, we've got that. And then we've got our cleaning company. Cool. So then the cleaners are in and out, but that's really it. That's what about guest communications? That's all Alex. So he takes okay. care of all guest communications. And then we wow. have our landscapers and all of that stuff too. So what are you doing on a weekly basis? How much time do you put into the business? All I'm doing is marketing. Oh, and then we have our girl that does the leases and okay. the invoicing. Yeah. So at this point, all I'm really doing is some marketing stuff. And then my assistant creates all of the graphics for the marketing. Be specific. When you say I'm doing the marketing, what does that look like? I pretty much post it. <laughs> So my assistant creates the blogs. Um, she's creating the graphics for all of the properties. Uh, and then I'm the one that actually goes in. And I could, I could have my assistant do this, yeah. but I don't. Okay. I, I, I like to post it to my page. I like to go and share it to the groups that I know yeah. that I want to share it to. And I don't know, maybe I should outsource that, but it really only takes me an hour to a week. And so I'm like, I'm just going to get that done and know that it's done correctly and know that I'm not like overdoing it in one group because sure. I don't want to get kicked out, you know? So I'm posting all of these in these different groups. There's all these different like moving to groups and yeah. leading groups and all of that on Facebook. I bet you I follow up with you in a year and you're going to be like, I found a way to outsource that to where I don't feel like I need the control. Because I can, I can tell you, you're like, I don't want to give up control of that. It's, you're so right. Like, yeah. I know I've been told like, I need to give that up. <laughs> I was the same way with pricing, dynamic pricing. I was like, how do I give this up? This is the lifeblood of our business. Even if they price it $10 less across all properties, that's a lot of freaking money. So I, it took me a while to finally create a yeah. system and a, and a checks and balances process where I was like, okay, I think I can give this up. I bet you, I bet you I'm going to yeah. find you in that position. I'm um, looking forward to that position. <laughs> so the relocation specialists, Summarize that for me really quickly, like I'm a second grader. What exactly is that guess, does that guess look like? Yeah, so it's someone, uh, we target California. Okay. Uh, we, a little bit New York too, because uh, we had such a great success with New York. But we target the markets that people are moving from and they're moving to North Carolina. So Interesting. Um, there's five major markets that are like that. And so, but California is really my, my main market. So it's someone who is coming into North Carolina. They're coming into Raleigh for either the job opportunities. There's a lot of companies coming into Raleigh. Okay. We have Google, Apple, Amazon, Epic Games, like a and lot of- And you moved from California to North Carolina. So was that part of that decision or that um, understanding of why that person why, would well, want to go there? My family's in North Carolina, okay. so I just kind of came home after nine oh, years. Oh, okay, got it. Because my dad was sick, yep. so that's why I came home. But yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of job opportunities in Raleigh, mm. okay. and so that's what pulls a lot of them. But then also, what happens is that the um, the son or daughter with the kids gets the job opportunity in yeah. Raleigh, so they're moving. So yes, that's our clientele. But now there's another clientele, which are the retired people of California that want to be closer to their grandkids. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And when you say you target them, yeah. is this Facebook ads? Is this mailers? Yeah, like how, how are you targeting it? Okay. My assistant's doing the majority of that stuff. So we're not doing mailers yet. Um, we've talked about it, but right now we're just doing so we're just doing like Facebook ads okay. and uh, we were doing some Google My Business stuff and Google other Google stuff. I'm not very good at all that SEO stuff. But yeah. You have someone on the team that is though. Yeah. 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 There you go. And that's Alex, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, that's my assistant. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Alex just talks to the clients and handles all the communication. Okay. And 
what's a typical contract? Is it going to be 30 days, 60 days? How long is someone typically selling their house and having a tough time with buying that house or finding that next spot? For them? Yeah, our typical client stays three to four months. But even if they're staying for three to four months, I'm doing a lease every single month. Because just cool. like I said in the beginning, I had that girl on a 30-day contract. Yeah. If I had had her on a 60-day contract, I would have had to go through the eviction process. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, the numbers look amazing. The exit strategy sounds amazing, especially when we don't, you know, a lot of these places like Vegas and, and I don't know, off the top of my head, I know Nashville at some point went through some issues. San Diego's gone through some issues. Mm -hmm not having to follow the short-term rentals regulations because of 30 days or more is really attractive. However, I also think a lot of people are listening right now and they're like, I don't know the first thing about marketing. I don't know the first thing about creating relationships with realtors. I don't know the first thing about all this stuff. So if you were to give like three steps, I'm just getting started or I have four or five Airbnbs and I want to stop focusing on just short-term rentals and I want to transition over to relocation, what would be those like first few steps that you would recommend to someone? Uh, I would say the first step, if you're not licensed already, get your real estate license. Mm. Because if you get your real estate license, that's really the only reason to focus on relocation, to tell you the truth. Cool. Because when someone comes into the area, they stay in your properties, then you can refer them out to a real estate agent and legally get paid a, a yeah, commission. Absolutely. So I get paid 25%, or 20 to 30%, depending on who it is, of that commission. Yeah. Just by referring that deal over. So that's why I chose to focus on only relocation clients. Cool. Um, so that's the first thing. And then if you have your license, it just opens the door a little bit more for you to be able to go into the different real estate firms, maybe talk at their team meetings. I even have like little postcards that we were dropping off at different brokerages and nice. just getting the word out. And then what happens in the realtor community is they get to know you and then realtors talk. I was gonna say that <laughs> your name gets passed around. Absolutely. And realtors have people coming in all the time that are relocating and they're staying nice. in a hotel. You know, that's yeah. it's like, I don't want to stay in a hotel. Not for three or four months. No. no. If you still lived in North Carolina, do you think you would just take on those clients and help them buy a house instead of just getting the referral fee? I would. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, <laughs> you still get a fourth of the income for zero of the worker. <laughs> That's pretty I good. I spend 30 minutes to get 25% of the income yeah. versus I could spend on average- 30 hours. 52 hours. 52 hours. Per buyer client is the average amount of time that you spend on a buyer client. My wife is a realtor and I've seen her this year work on a few different situations where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why I would never want to be a realtor. Because sometimes you list it and boom, it's sold. You get the check and you're like, that was the easiest money ever. And then other times you're just like, oh my gosh, the lending didn't work out or there the, the inspection report was a lot worse than you thought and you're just like oh i gotta start over from square number one so i like the way that you're doing it a lot better yeah it's much better you know when you when you add up like what, what is your time worth mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? exactly so i guess if i'm gonna start right now i want to get my real estate license mm -hmm. i want to create relationships with realtors but let's say i'm in a market that like everyone's talking about this you know I'll take Phoenix, Arizona, for, for example. That's become a really saturated market, and there's probably a lot of people there that are trying to do something to this effect. How would I stand out? For midterms? Yeah, for relocation especially. I would say you know, you're marketing online, branding yourself, having your, your relocation guides. Have, and now it's so easy with ChatGPT to create anything that you want to yeah, create absolutely. to attract those people. So you can be creating your blogs and all of that. And just you've got to push content. You know, have your YouTube videos, go out and do neighborhood videos, 
attract people to you who are looking at moving there. And then have some real estate connections, you know, real estate agents. If you're not an agent, get some connections. Awesome. Do you ever feel like your business has any snags or, or slow points just because you live literally on the other side of the world? <laughs> not really. Uh, I mean, obviously, like with the, with the times of the year and yeah. stuff, we have like slow points during the times of the year. But I don't feel like me living in Cabo or I mean I'm really a nomad at this point I've been I've just hit 11 countries in the last six weeks wow so I just travel and uh, I don't feel like that has an impact at all on my business talk to that person right now who's like I I have to live where I manage why is that not true well you have to have the right team in place yep. to be able to do the things um, that you want to do and then and be able to make sure all of that's been taken care of I will tell you that, uh, let's see, about two and a half years ago, we had a guy that was taking care of our whole entire business in North Carolina, and he got really sick, and he, we thought we were gonna lose him, and so we didn't have a backup plan. Wow. So what did we do? The next day, we were on a flight. We went back to North Carolina to run our business because he was out. So that wow. kind of stuff can happen. So I think the learning lesson from that is even if you do have a team in place, make sure to have a backup plan yeah. as well, or else you will be on that next flight out to go home. All really cool things here, Amanda. I know you have a course, you have a way for people to connect with you as well. So why don't you just talk about that for a second? Yeah, so I'm really easy to find. I'm Amanda the Traveling Realtor. So uh, I have my website, I have all of that. Um, I do have a course and it teaches re mostly real estate agents how to start and scale a short-term or mid-term rental oh, business. Okay. Uh, I really focus on the mid-term and the relocation clients. Awesome. So do I have to be a realtor or can I start with you knowing that I might become a realtor? You can start with me knowing that you might become a realtor. The reason why I really focus at two realtors is because I have different scripts and different techniques to okay. go and approach other real estate brokerages, real estate attorneys, all the people that you need in your in your corner to get your deals. And they can find this at what website? Yeah. So Amanda, the traveling realtor, if you do Amanda, the traveling realtor slash get my starter kit, okay. um, then there's a free starter kit on there. Awesome. And what about just online? Where uh, Instagram? Yep. I'm literally Google Amanda, the traveling okay. realtor. Yeah. So literally everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm, you know, I'm trying I to complicate this thing and you're just like, no, it's just Amanda, the traveling realtor. Okay. Yeah. Amanda, any <laughs> last words for people who are listening right now? Anyone can do this business. That's yeah. what I want to say. And don't get caught up in, oh, I don't know enough. You just jump in, you start networking, you get a good coach and you just roll with it and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn along the way and that's okay. And so life is happening for you, not to you. Just has, always remember that. Boom. I love it. Amanda, thank you so much for yeah. jumping on here and helping our audience to conquer the world of midterm rentals, especially in real estate. I love it. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank you for having me. I think one of the really cool things about Amanda too is that she is herself a realtor. And so she's getting a lot of commissions based on just helping her own clients, her own guests that are staying at her properties, go find properties that they want to purchase, whether that's her going and becoming the realtor for them or sending it off to someone that's either in her network or maybe outside of her network and she gets a little piece of all of that. So she's vertically integrating big time when it comes to this business too. That's something that I really like about her business model. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. We're helping you to conquer the world of short-term rentals. We'll see you next time.
Hey, Fearless Investor community, thanks again for listening to this episode of The Fearless Investor. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And for more free content, check out my YouTube channel, also called The Fearless Investor, and our website, www.fearlesskyle.com. Until next time, keep on conquering the world of short-term rentals.